So I love that whole analogy of the tree because I can totally relate to it. Like when I was maxing out my credit cards, risking it all to flip that first house, nobody knew I did that. It's not like I was on Facebook being like, hey guys, like I just maxed out all my credit cards to flip this first house. I hope it works out. (laughs) You know, like I was just um, like, oh man, like me and my wife knew, but that was it. And we're just doing it. I don't even know if my parents knew or anyone knew. Um, but even before that, right, I, I was doing this thing called couch flipping, which is now really viral apparently. And, uh, it was one of those things I wasn't out there talking about, Hey guys, like I flip couches and furniture on stuff. Like I just was doing it to make money. I was kind of embarrassed by it. And, um, eventually I, I, I heard from a mentor. He was like, dude, you need to start making videos like that if people see what you're doing, you know, in real estate, you're going to get more deals. I was like, okay. And so I I believed him and I said, all right, I'm going to make videos. And so what did I do? I just literally put my iPhone up, uh, just started filming myself. didn't know how to edit. Didn't know anything about hooking people with content, nothing. I'm just like, you know, I'm here at a house and this is cool. Stumbling over my words. Um, literally just releasing the raw footage, no mic, nothing because I was just like, this is the video. Cool. Let's do it. Camera shaking. Just terrible. Yes. And it ended up working. People resonated with it, even though I was a young flipper who had not done much. Uh, and it ended up getting me more deals. And I said, this like video stuff works. But at the time, I was only posting them on Facebook. But even with just, you know, 500 views on Facebook, it worked. And it it did what it was supposed to do. And you know, I had heard of YouTube at that time, but I was just like, whatever. I didn't even think to put it on. Um, and then fast forward, you know, a couple of years of doing videos just strictly for Facebook, my skills get better. My, my speaking gets better. Um, my camera presence, everything. I still don't edit by the way, but my stuff gets better. And eventually by the time I do finally make the decision to put out good content on both TikTok and YouTube, I've been doing it for five years, just behind the scenes, in the roots, yep. like you said. And people are like, well, you, how did you learn to speak well? Like, you know, it must have just come, you know, naturally. I'm like, not really. It just was over time. You never saw my old videos. You want to go see what I did? Go, like, go through my Facebook from five years ago and you'll see them. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's like the whole root analogy is so true, man. It's like people think... Uh, people are overnight successes, but they never saw all the years leading up. Well, and you don't want to be an overnight success because if you think about it, if you just barely get any roots and you start growing up, when the storm comes, when a hard season comes, you get knocked down. And I think, you know, I, I think about today's influencers. I think about this next generation. I think about Gen Z that's crushing it. And I'm their biggest champion. I'm like, let's go. You know, that's crazy. I'm like, dude, when I was 19, <laughs> these, these TikTokers get so famous so fast. Exactly. I was like, dude, when I was 19, I was like smoking weed and like watching Yo MTV raps. Like I was, I wasn't doing anything with my life, dude. You already have like, you know, a million dollar business, but I, but I start thinking like on, on the flip side though, I also think, man, there is something though. You don't want your, uh, your gifting to take you further than your character can keep you. Mm. You know, you don't want your charisma to take you further than your character can keep you. And it's that deep roots thing. Yeah. So when some people, when you're in the middle of it and when you're grinding, sometimes we want overnight success, but do you really want overnight success? There's a proverb that says an inheritance gained too early in the beginning won't be blessed in the end. Mm. That's the lottery winner. 
Yeah. You just get it all right now. You never developed the skills. You didn't you didn't yeah. develop the character, the skills to steward. So I think about it, man, if Think Media would have blew up because I went all in in 2010, maybe I hit a million subscribers, maybe I hit, you know, 2 million subscribers. Um but then maybe I also blow up my family and I get divorced, right? No judgment for anybody, but I mean like I that's a value for me. I want to keep my family yeah. intact. That is my core values, my faith, my family. So sometimes you know, you don't want to grow too fast. Have you, and it's a blessing because I'd rather be blessed in the end than to get an inheritance too early right. and, and mess it up, mess up my mental health, get crazy, get toxic, you know, dishonor my wife or whatever it is. And so I think about that, that some, there's something about getting deep roots because I want to build a big legacy that impacts a lot of people. And we see leaders, business owners, entrepreneurs, man, you get a lot of money, you get a lot of opportunity, you get a lot of DMs, a lot of people slide in your DMs. You don't got the character. They sometimes blow up their life once they hit these pinnacles of success. I, and, I was uh, actually uh, talking to another, uh, I won't name any names. I was talking to another like YouTuber influencer about that single dude and um, obviously has all the opportunities in the world, girl wise and whatever. And uh, he asked me that. He goes, how do you manage it? He's like, you know, obviously you're having success and you're a good looking guy like What's it like? What does your wife think about it? And I, I thought about exactly what you said of, I'm glad this happened for me later in life as, you know, I've been married eight years now with kids, with all this stuff. Like I've built up my like character and, uh, mental strength. And, uh, if, if all of this would have happened when I was 21, oh, dude, I feel you. Yeah. Like I, I think about that now. I'm like, dude, I don't know what would have happened if I had, you know, fame and success, like you said, these TikTokers and everybody, and it just happens like that so quick. Yeah. Um, it would be crazy, man. I, I I don't know how they're gonna, and I guess that's why like child actors and stuff always end up kind of jacked up because sure. having that much success at a young age is very difficult. When I don't even want to, I mean, and and I am again, I'm a huge champion of people. I want people to win. But I've had the opportunity now, especially since Benji and I first met in YouTube Secrets, and we have our channel Video Influencers. We've interviewed hundreds of different YouTube creators. Some of them are not in a good place. No. And one of the reasons, you know, I hope they can recover. I hope they can get through some things. But this also is why we should, it's, it's really hard. You can't really judge anybody in the short term. Like, how's this thing really going to play out? And sometimes we compare our success. We wish we were going faster. We look at what somebody else is doing. I would just challenge people. You don't really know what's going on behind the scenes. No, not at all. And you don't know what they, if they're doing things well or not. Point is, and I'm not suggesting you be judgmental, but I think it's smart to gain wisdom from observing things. I look at someone in the moment, man, they hit a million subscribers so fast. Dude, their vlog grew so big. Oh man, I can't believe the deals they're getting. And a couple years later, I'm like, dude, I would not want to trade places with them. And so when we're climbing the mountain towards success, we just want to make sure we don't sacrifice the things that matter most. And it's very tempting because Instagram lies to us. YouTube lies to us. Unless you get even to deeper podcasts like this and really get to know people, you just don't know what really is going on with anybody. And, and I hope that encourages people to just think, man, keep your head down, build smart, don't worry if you're building slow. It's the tortoise and the hare. Slow and steady wins. Like, where are we going to be in 5, 10, 15, 20 years, 30 years? Like, when you're playing the long game, I think about 
like the Japanese word, word kaizen. It's a whole leadership culture, continuous improvement. Yep. And I've heard oftentimes that when you're like the way they think in business in Japan, they think in a hundred years. Do we think about the viral trend for the next 100 minutes, you know, yeah, like, yeah. and so there's such a juxtaposition between those. Yes, jump on trends, but I want to be playing the long game and be in a healthy spot and take it. And, and, and I'm saying this because sometimes I'll look at somebody, I'll be like, oh, dude, they're putting out so much content. Dude, I got to jump on that too. Like <laughs> I got to, I got to hustle all weekend. And, and sometimes I just take a deep breath and say, look, I mean, we're all, this is a long game. I don't want to burn out. I don't want to blow up my marriage. Uh, I want to be smart. I want to put smart systems in my life. And this is one of the things I respect about you the most. By the way, again, I hope this doesn't sound judgmental, but I was just talking with, I think, uh, my uh, Tony on the Think Media team, and he heard an interview with Mr. Beast. Could have not more respect for him. He's kind of wired like Elon. He works 15-hour days and eight hours on Sunday. Yeah. He loves what he's doing. But I also look at that, and I'm like, dude, that's not the, I don't want that life. That's not what I want at all. I was watching your thing. You're like, I'm off by five every day. You're running multiple businesses. You're building it different. Now, I respect ambition on both sides. It's cool what he's doing and the impact he's making. I got total respect for Mr. Beast. But those are some of the nuances that just matter so much, man. It's And social, you know, there's different things where people aren't necessarily family's not first for them. And yeah. I think he's single or dating, but he's, you know, it's not kids, different seasons of life. You got to know your season. You got to know your vision. You got to be clear on your values and not let culture or YouTube or social media define your values and build that way for the long term, as opposed to just getting sucked up into influencer culture that can sometimes lead us down yeah. up to a bad place. Well, you know, I mean, the thing with Mr. Beast, right? He's so young. I mean, what is he? 22, 23. Yeah. Um, you know, like you said, he doesn't have a wife or kids yet. And uh, he's got all the energy in the world. I mean, he will burn out you yeah. know, doing that. It's not a matter of like if he will. It's when For he's sure. going to happen. If you keep that pace up. Yeah, the pace do is, it for a while. Yeah, the pace is not sustainable in the long run. Um, and I think he's smart. He's a smart guy. So he'll at some point settle down and be like, hey, you know, I'm chilling, whatever. Um, 